Good afternoon and welcome to the City View podcast. Me, Andy Sylvester, on a day that is dominated yet again by headlines out of Ukraine. Russia's advance continuing, albeit seeming to stall outside of Ukraine's two biggest cities, Kiev and Kharkiv. Reports of on-the-ground urban fighting, as well as a significant number of social media reports, including video and audio of major explosions implying that Russia's attack moving from military targets towards more indiscriminate civilian targeting. It's fair to say the West has responded rather more aggressively than many thought, and I dare say Vladimir Putin is in the camp who will have been surprised by the strength of the West's response. Although there remain no foreign boots on the ground, sort of Spanish Legion wannabes aside, uh, the amount of military aid going into Ukraine right now, very significant. A whole series of European countries making significant changes to decades-long defence policy, not least Germany announcing €100 billion Euros going into defence this year alone. Countries like Sweden uh, moving into the arms-moving business and even Switzerland declaring economic sanctions on Russian-linked banks today. But really, it is those economic sanctions that are how the West is fighting back against Vladimir Putin. A whole host announced over the weekend and starting to feel the impact today. Uh, I'm joined today by Jack Barnett, our economics and markets correspondent. Jack, why don't we start with the weekend just gone before we get to what the impact might be. Let's just go through the chronology of events. Late, 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 late Saturday night, uh, later than the Sunday papers could bear, um, an agreement reached on booting Russia out of the SWIFT effectively messaging platform. Last week, you called this WhatsApp for banks. It is a bit more than that, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, obviously, this is, like we said last week, this is the lubricant which kind of holds the global financial system together. Um, It's really, really important for banks um, purely for the fact that it just allows them to conduct transactions seamlessly um, and it allows them just to move, move their assets around their balance sheet, which sounds... Which sounds quite boring at a, you know, a very high level, but what when banks are removed access to that, it can have quite damaging effects on um, the composition of their balance sheet. Um, and it essentially means that um, they can't actually conduct these trades, which then allows them to mm. um, you know, consistently meet their depositors' demands yeah. for um, the money held at the bank, which is obviously what we've seen um, play out in Moscow and across Russia over the weekend and today, where people are now desperately trying to get money out of their bank accounts and they can't get all they need because the banks don't have access to liquidity, which the Mm. SWIFT system provides. And we've also got issues around central bank sanctions as well. Mm. So, correct me if I'm wrong, my understanding of it, basically central bank sanctions, the Russian central bank holds holds significant amount of financial reserves. Those are often in foreign currencies, significant amounts in the euro, significant amounts in US dollars. Mm. Essentially, that's not really a problem because the Russian central bank can always call on those reserves if it ever needed them until it can't, which is starting to see over the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's essentially the, the top and tail of it, really. Now, they, you know, what tends to happen with central banks is they, they tend to hold a lot of, um, you know, foreign reserves um, in the actual countries where the currency is denominated. So, for instance, um, Russia's central bank, a lot of their dollar reserves are held um, in, in America. Uh, and now you've obviously got this host of sanctions which have come out, which have now stopped the central bank from being able to access those um, reserves and being able to prop up um, the ruble, which um, obviously today has collapsed quite significantly as well. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, the, the, essentially, that is that is that is what's essentially happening. Is they've just ring fenced um, the central bank's assets. It's just not allowed them to actually conduct um, the accommodated policy they need to be able to prop up the currency, which is, for all intents and purposes, about as close to economic war mm. as you can as you can go. You know, there are there are a few things that are yet to be touched. I guess when it comes to sanctions, specifically around energy uh, exports from Russia imports into Europe, as vast host of European countries look at different ways to keep the lights on. Um, probably not the year that they will be able to do it. They will still have to buy Russian gas. They will still have to buy Russian oil this year at least, but many of them moving towards a place where they won't have to be so reliant on it in future. But elsewhere from central bank and, and SWIFT sanctions, there are obviously specific sanctions on a host of oligarchs. Um, we've also seen sanctions on a host of Russian banks. London Stock Exchange taking Russia's largest London-listed bank off the exchange on Friday. <laughs> did walk past the bank earlier. It has now taken the Russian flag down, right. which did amuse me slightly <laughs> in a rather grim way. But this isn't going to stop, right? Because we've got the immediate hit to the ruble. We've got huge numbers of Western firms essentially trying as quickly as they can to divorce themselves from Russian assets, Russian links, oligarch links. We obviously saw BP pulling out of Rosneft over the weekend, and there have been more uh, today. Yeah. I guess the question now for sort of the global economy is, what now for Russia? What options does it have? Because you're in Ukraine, you are in pretty deep uh, when it comes to military forces. These economic sanctions have come into place. You've got the immediate term sanctions of the ruble going through the roof, et cetera, et cetera. The Moscow Stock Exchange just refused to open today because of fears over the fact it would crash at, at record speed. But many of these sanctions are long-term sanctions. So I guess is the play for Western, I don't know, <laughs> you're an economist and I'm merely a, a hack. But I guess the play is, you know, the short-term sanctions cause enough pain that Vladimir Putin starts to rethink these mm. these elements, but I guess there's a world in which those long-term sanctions, those long-term effects, start to focus minds about where the relationship might go after this this war. Yeah, I think I think the two things to be able to the only available option to Putin now to offset the damage from these sanctions is if they find another trading partner with the same scale of market access that the EU, the UK, and the US provided now. They do potentially have that in China and potentially in India, which I imagine is probably where Putin, when he was planning, um, whatever he's been planning over the last um, couple of years or so, is he was imagining that China would obviously come to their aid. Now, you know, manoeuvres coming out of China at the moment is that they're not actually fully on board with mm. what Putin is doing. So it remains to be seen whether or not that trading partnership will ramp up to an extent where it can offset the damage caused to the Russian economy. I think that the, 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 the long-term thing now is that We've obviously seen this really, really sharp impact on the Russian economy at the moment, and we've seen these images of people running to the bank desperately mm. trying to get their cash out before, they, before it disappears. Um, the issue now is that with the ruble depreciating so quickly and with Russian inflation before any of this happened was already running at 13 14%, that's only going to make inflation in Russia worse because when they need to buy goods and services from abroad, it's going to make that more expensive. Mm. They're going to import inflation. Now, that is going to have a severe impact on the living standards of the Russian people. And, you know, the whole idea of this package of economic sanctions is to seed um, unrest in Russia. Mm. And 
you know, to get the Russian people saying, how, why, why are we going to war with this mm. country who are our neighbour when we're the people who are being materially affected by yeah. it? And, you know, if today is any indication as to what the long-term impact could be, um, you know, there's every case to be said that Putin has miscalculated what he's done. Unpredictable times, I dare say, by tomorrow. Much of this will have changed. Jack, thanks for joining us. That's all from us at City View Podcast. We're going to get back to putting together tomorrow's newspaper. As ever, we'll be back around this time tomorrow. <laughs>